Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. NFLPA union boss DeMorris Smith says practices like the one Tom Brady and the Bucks are having are not in the best interest of playing an entire season and could impact negotiations with the league about COVID-19 protections. You're going to hear from D. Smith. And another Bucks defensive lineman could miss the start of training camp as Vita Vea had surgery on his hand. The New England Patriots have a new quarterback. It's Cam Newton who signed a minimum deal. What will his role be for Bill Belichick? And speaking of the Patriots, well, they got fined $1.1 million and forfeit a third-round pick in 2021. Forget this. Filming the field in the sideline during a game between the Bengals and Browns. Hmm, never heard that before. Patriots filming. And Major League Baseball has a whole lot of things, a list of them, in fact, that players can't do if they want to play baseball in a few weeks. We've got all that and more to talk about on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick and uh, – Steve, a lot of NFL news. We'll get to baseball, of course, which has about 116,000 rules. Boy, those guys are going to have a tough time trying to do what they normally do on the baseball diamond. We do know what the opening broadcast or game is, though, for baseball. It's going to be the Yankees at the Nationals. Wow, what a pitching matchup. Presumably Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. Wow, Scherzer. Which you can't say Max Scherzer without sounding a little bit drunk. I wish Harry Carey was around (laughs) to broadcast. (laughs) Hi! I'm allowed for the last Max Scherzer. I mean, he just sound like that anyway, right? Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. Every player sounds like been, that. It's right. It could have been Smith. Here's Max Scherzer. Was that? Well, Harry. He had Steve Stone. Well, Harry. Um, but anyway, that, that's a hell of a pitching matchup and a good game to boot. So, yeah, I'm, hey, anybody ready for sports? <laughs> Besides, I'm, I'm become like a huge golf and racing fan. That's all yeah. I do on the weekends. Yeah. And now. you got European soccer. Of course, MLS is coming back, I think, next week, starting their tournament. But so. Premier League's been back, right? Yeah, Premier League. Yep. Some of that. Yeah. yeah. And Bundesliga and a couple of those leagues have been back for a few weeks now. Bundesliga. Yes, indeed. Must be Germany. But um, yeah. anyway, we got. We got a lot to talk about here. Let's start with uh, with the Bucks. <laughs> Why not? And Tom Brady. Um, I uh, Doesn't got it up always early. Start there. Yes, and it's going to end there. The answer to every question and the beginning of every podcast is indeed going to be Tom Brady, <laughs> and I'm not apologizing for it. Um, but so I woke up on what was it Sunday morning, getting ready to take my uh, usual 14 mile bike ride, and. Um, I looked at the uh, interweb there, and lo and behold, there was a uh, interview uh, on USA Today, and it was uh, they had DS Demora Smith, um, the uh, union director. It was with Mackenzie Mackenzie Salmon of USA Today, and she was inter- interviewing D Smith. Uh, and this the portion that was uh, that was publicized anyway was him talking. She asked him basically, like, "What do you think?" And her question was posed this way. I'll paraphrase, but what do you think of those workouts with like Tom Brady and the Bucks and some of the off season 
workouts that basically, you know, your union has said not to do. And um, he didn't hold back. Now, you know, nobody, including the NFL, when they talk about this sort of thing, ever uses the words Tom or Brady. <laughs> they speak in very, very much generalities. And part of that is because, to be fair, he's not the only guy in the NFL or the only team in the NFL that's getting together and practicing. I saw where... I thought Josh uh, Norman. I thought that's who he was yes. talking about, not Brady. Yeah, well, maybe Josh Norman. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Brady obviously moves the needle. But Russell Wilson... I think had uh, a video of himself throwing to DK Metcalf the other day. Of course, I think it was just the two of them and not like the whole team, which is what you you know practically get out at Berkeley Prep. Um, but nonetheless, you know, again, and, and this is we've talked about this that um, I, I certainly see both sides. But the fact of the matter is, if the union wanted to end these workouts, they could just say you can't do them. You know, I mean, they 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 recommend you can't do them. They strongly strenuously object that you do them. Um, and so that's not exactly, you know, precluding. Well, they could end them, but it's their players that they represent are the ones out there working right. out and doing it. So, well, that's true. That's true. But what he said was, tr- what he said was there were some interesting points in this interview um, with USA Today. Um, he began by saying, of course, the, you know, these practices are not in the best interest of player safety, et cetera. I'll let you hear from him here in just a second. But but the one, one thing I want you to listen for is this. And again, understand this is a business. DeMora Smith's job is to get the best deal for players, right? And right now they're trying to negotiate what the protocols are and what the compensation is for a player who gets COVID, right? Both when, you know, when he's on the team d- during training camp, regular season, does he go on short-term IR? Um, what about when they break training camp and he's just around the public, Right? How is how is that injury? Is it how's it treated? Are there benefits involved? So he makes a point here as you listen to to, to D. Smith about how there's a greater good for players in addition to their safety. Um, a little bit of the futures at stake as well. Here's D. Smith. Those practices are not in the best interest yeah. of our of player safety. Um, they're not in the best interest of protecting our players heading into training camp. Um, and, and I don't think they are in the best interest of us getting through an entire season. I I certainly understand, um, how competitive, um, our players are and, and I get that. Um, but at the same time, we are in the process of trying to negotiate. We have to negotiate with the league, um, about what happens to a player if, if they test positive through you know, during the season, um, does that player go on injured reserve? It, it, do they go on short-term IR? Um, are if you test positive uh, for the virus um, after training camp, is that a work-related injury? Um, are you covered under workers' comp? Um, what benefits are available to you if you have downstream injuries uh, from contacting uh, COVID nineteen? That's a good so, point. All of the things that, that players may want to do during the offseason have a direct impact on how well we can negotiate protections for them once the season starts. You know, we, we sent out the guidance because we think that was in their best um, um, health and safety interest. Um, let's just say that, you know, for, for some of the players um, who've practiced, I've, we've made sure that they've heard the message. So, again, you know, 
Brady is going to be preparing for the season, and that's that's his job. That's how he's driven. We talked about. I think there's parallels in terms of his, you know, work ethic and and desire to win, much like Michael Jordan in the Last Dance. I, I think those guys are sort of cut from the same cloth. Nothing's going to stop them unless unless you you do stop them. And so from that standpoint, um, you know, we talked about this. I got a lot of there's a lot of people when they see these posts. Look, when, when the union boss says something with respect to Brady and the Bucks, um, and and he's very clear about it. I mean, D. Smith wields a lot of power. That's news, and yet everybody seems to get really upset. When it's like, oh, here we go. You know, what is your obsession? Blah blah blah. Um, first of all, I would say I would refer you in your comments to John Romano um, because he's the columnist that that writes columns. In fact, he did one. If you go back, it was a pretty good one. Um, and basically said he didn't care whether they practice or not. Um, but the one thing that bothers him, that bothers John, is that it seems to be being flaunted with the with the FDR quote and all that stuff. Um, you want to practice, practice, but you know don't don't be sort of tone deaf. In, in, is what to summarize what John said and say that you know you have nothing you have nothing to fear but fear itself. When over one hundred twenty five thousand people and their families feared death and actually it happened. Um, so uh, there's that. But um, but but the larger thing is that, you know, and it's hard to explain to people like this is news. And so we're going to write news. Um, it was an interview I didn't do, although I wouldn't have been opposed to it. Um, but when I saw it online, we posted the interview. We wrote what he had said, summarized what he had said. And uh, and I would imagine the workouts will go on, except this week is traditionally a very dead week in the NFL um, around July 4th, both the week before and the week after. In terms of players usually go away, certainly there'll be nobody in the buildings. Um, for the most part, coaches take their break. Yeah, these two um, weeks are usually the only two weeks of the year and the NFL doesn't do anything. That's it. I always say it's a 50-week-a-year business. Well, mm-hmm. these are the two that they don't do anything, the two coming up. So um, presumably they won't, although uh, you never know. I mean, everything's kind of kind of coming at us at war speed. But it's clear to me that, you know, uh, and, and some people have brought this up, that, you know, that, that Brady – um, has a bigger presence, I think, on social media right now. That he's um, he's he's certainly uh, you know been out in front with his TB12 products even during the pandemic. The you know to build your immunity. We've seen him do Howard Stern. We've seen him do things that maybe he would not have done in you know in the 20 years he was in New England with Bill Belichick. And I saw where Tom House, the quarterbacks coach he's had for a while, former Major League Baseball player, had talked to Brady uh, quite a bit about it. You know, he sends him film about him throwing and stuff. And um, he said, you know, I, to summarize, he goes, I, I think that, the, you know, he's having football's fun to him again. He's having the most fun he's had in a long time. And that, that's what people sort of thought maybe that's what he wanted to head to, you know, a different situation, see, see how the NFL is in another place. And so that's part of it, too. But a lot of people are speaking up about Brady, including his former teammates. Yeah, Christian Faria, who's a host on WEEI in Boston, who they still can't get enough of Tom Brady, uh, I believe on Friday's show, although it could have been Thursday, said it's so uncharacteristic. If you go back and look at some of the old posts of guys who left and got away, it's like Shawshank Redemption. Danny Amendola, Gronkowski, remember that? Be happy you're free. It's the same thing. He's Andy Dufresne, who is finally free. He's in the river, and he is has his hands up, filled with poop, and smells like crap, and he's like, finally, I'm free. Let me enjoy it. Nobody's going to break my stride. I'm going to be me. This is who he is. The guy we saw for the last 20 years, that wasn't Tom Brady. That was Clark Kent. What we're seeing now is the real Tom Brady. Then he went on further. He said, to me, this new Brady is just like new Coke. 
He's going to go back to being the old Tom Brady. Just like everybody hated the new Coke, he's going to go back, and they just got rid of it like it never existed. He has to go back to being the old Tom Brady if he's going to make it through this. Wow, that's a lot of metaphors in one sentence. (laughs) He was all over. But I'm going to stick with his first one because I love the movie. I love Shawshank Redemption. And I guess in this case, then Belichick would be the warden, I suppose. Um, Yeah, I would think so. They're coming after him with with the police or on their way over. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, so you're saying Brady's been shining his shoes for the last 20 years and (laughs) keeping his books. It's amazing. (laughs) Sometimes people don't notice a man's shoes. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through 800 yards of the most foul smelling poop a man could ever endure. Andy Dufresne walked into a bank one day, cashed $50 million from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I miss my friend. Sometimes a caged bird has to sing. Andy Dufresne, down in, what was that town again in Mexico? Say San Juantaneo. San Juantaneo. I'll go see him one day, down in Tampa. Tampa Tom. What was the name of that place? St. Petersburg. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are, are you red or are you Bill Belichick? <laughs> I'm red. <laughs> I got confused. It could have been either no, one. No, I'm red. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually name a former teammate. It's, it's probably I guess like in this case the teammate who do you leave behind? Not Amendola. He's Edelman. retired. Edelman. Uh, Edelman. Yeah, it would be Edelman, right? Because <laughs> Edelman's stuck yeah. in Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> and if he ever gets released, guess where he's coming? San Juantaneo. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what's Tom going to be doing? I saw him on the beach polishing his boat out by the jet skis. Yeah, San Juantaneo. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I miss my I miss my quarterback, Tom Brady. Um anyway, but yeah, that's uh that's a it's a great a great comparison. Um funny though. Uh yeah. Look, Edelman's uh, got a new quarterback though. He does. He's got a new one and he's got, he's got three, as a matter of fact. So Cam Newton. Who saw this coming except everybody? I was going to say, wasn't this the way we all thought it was going to happen months ago? <laughs> well, and it probably should have, except for the fact that the whole time Cam is going, I can't believe I got a sign for the minimum. The minimum? Oh, man. Can I get a couple more dollars? The minimum? So he finally got around to it, and I imagine they finally got around to uh, doing it physical on him as well, which well, was a big part of this. Well, that's the part. I feel bad you for know. him particularly. I mean, coming off the injuries I do he too. was. You know, so he goes to free agency, and, and or you know the, the Patriots des- or the Panthers decide there he's no longer going to be the quarterback. They cut him, and right. he can't go work out for anybody. He can't no. go meet with them. He can't talk can't to do you a know, physical. I mean, you, can, you can talk to yeah. him, but you can't you can't go prove anything. No physical. To them. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it, it's that's that's tough. Yeah, and the injury he had, in case people uh, forget, because it seems like a hundred years ago, and everybody's quick to point out, you know, he lost his last eight games. <laughs> it's true, he lost lost his last eight starts. Um, in fact, the final game he played was against the Bucks. Remember that game they went up there and um, they made the stop on uh, on the running back, Christian, uh, help me out. Christian here, McCaffrey, yeah, on Thursday Christian night. Christian McCaffrey. Th- game two of the season, yeah, Thursday night. Game two of the season, and that was the la- I believe that was the last game that Cam played, if I'm not mistaken. But he had the Liz Frank injury, and it, it's a, a foot injury that is not – not one that um, heals very well. And, uh, in fact, I believe he probably had to have surgery on it. But 
Cam Newton without his his legs, right? Cam Newton without the threat of him running, um, without without his ability to extend plays. I mean, he's got an arm that can throw it out of the stadium, but he's never been the most accurate passer in the world. I mean, he's a guy that you know relies on on extending plays and. You know he'll get into a rhythm throwing the football, but needs those guys with the big catching radiuses and things like this. That's what he's always dependent on. But let's let's face it he's he's been extremely productive for the Panthers uh, up until the injuries, and you know many people feel like that's taken its toll. He's 31 years old now, and when you take that many hits, I mean they used him as a running back the year they went to the Super Bowl, went 15 and one. But you're talking about the MVP of the league, right? A guy that has you know, one fairly consistently in his career. And so we'll see. This is the ultimate Belichick move, right? You get a guy for very cheap that's motivated, that has a lot to prove. Now they got Jared Stidham, and they've been making all the lip service that they're so in love with Jared Stidham. They can't wait to see this guy from Auburn that's been groomed behind Tom Brady, and they think he's ready. And if that didn't work, they had signed Brian Hoyer, of course, who's been – in New England before behind Brady. And so that's the way they were going to go. Now I will say to you, they, they may still give, and I would imagine that Stidham will take the first, first snaps. I mean, you know, Cam doesn't know the offense and, and maybe it won't even look like the Patriots offense you know, offense when Cam is in there, but it's going to be awfully hard now, right? For a fan base that lost on Brady. And of course I got to lean on Bill Belichick's expertise, but to, to not, you know, more or less start chanting from the first bad throw that Stidham makes that they want Cam, you know? I mean, Cam's a known quantity in this league. So I don't, I mean, Jared Stidham didn't have to start ahead of Tom Brady, but he's going to have to try to start ahead of Cam Newton. So this will be an interesting sort of deal. But even if, even if Cam Newton plays, doesn't play, plays a little bit, does well, He's going to become a free agent. So this is a great – this is what the Patriots do. So they they give this guy an opportunity to rehab his career, right? And he's only here for a one-year deal. So say he either – if he doesn't re-sign with the Patriots, if he doesn't you know take the job and take him deep in the playoffs, and he's a free agent and signs somewhere else as a starter, they're likely to get the, a third-round pick in compensatory pick in, in the next year, in, in 2022. And so – that will replace, which kind of nicely dovetail into the next Patriots story, which is um, they've been fined. And, and, and the timing of this, by the way, is not coincidental. How, how nice of the Patriots to announce that, oh, yeah, according to my sources, forget about the filming, forget about the $1.1 million fine, and third-round pick, they have signed Cam Newton. So on the night that they're fined, a million, 1.1, which is roughly Cam salary, and forfeit a third-round pick, which is roughly what they'll get, um, they get this fine and, and it's for the, the sideline filming, you know, they're doing the documentary, right. And you know, it's, I don't know how these employees take matters in their own hands. Sometimes they let too much air out of the football. Sometimes they fill the sideline when they're supposed to be doing a documentary and they Rick, film the opposing sideline. Rick, this is just a film crew. They didn't know that they couldn't film the they opposing did. team sideline. Come on. Right. They're just looking for B roll, just B roll. It's just, I, they just happened to be doing the signals and everything. I mean, who knew that was happening? My question but is, no, why did you get caught against the Bengals that year? I mean, that's the worst no, team no. in the NFL. Well, you know what? You know, Spygate, you know, one of the teams that Spygate involved, the Tampa Bay Bucks and Monty Kiffin. Yeah, that's right. 
That was a preseason game. One of the one of the films they they uh, they garnered. So anyway, Patriots uh, get a uh, proverbial slap on the wrist there for that one. But um, I don't know. Nobody was really held accountable for it. It's just just the organization. Well, actually, what, I think the the uh, their film crew. The one guy was not allowed to work anymore. Right? The, yeah, they're not yeah. allowed to. The Patriots are not going to be allowed to s- send a film crew this season anywhere. I then saw that's, that hurts. You know. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. some of their content and stuff, they try to do. Um, yeah. yeah, and they're going to have to go through some training and all that stuff. <laughs> training. This is the opposing sideline. Don't point the camera there. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are your cheerleaders pointed there. Uh, how do they get into these things? Just the overzealousness of everybody, I suppose. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. So we got Patriots. We got uh, Cam Newton. We have born um, Bucks news that you broke over the weekend. We did have more Bucks news. We've got uh, Vita Vea, Vita Vea, Vinny Vidi Vici. Um, Vita Vea, as it turns out, is going to miss the start of training camp. This on the heels of the news that JPP, as you remember late last week, uh, I don't think we talked about this on no. Friday. Yep. Okay, so on Friday, Friday, I love social media. You can't get enough of it. Okay, so these guys, they, they post on Twitter. Sometimes they post on Instagram. No, no. This one was on Snapchat. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta be with the kids now. You better be with the kids. You haven't got to TikTok you know? yet. I mean, well, I mean, if they do TikTok, my 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 daughter has it in ten seconds because she's on there all the time. I don't know who she follows, but she's gonna get it. So TikTok is gonna be where the next the next news is gonna be broken by somebody. But this time, JPP filmed himself uh, going into surgery, and so you're like, Ooh, what is this? He looks like he's oh, he is gonna be operated on. And I thought we were gonna watch the surgery, but no, no. Shows him coming out of post off. And then, of course, you know, he talks about his knee and hobbles into a car and all this kind of stuff. So, anyway, um, armed with that uh, video, I posted that early Friday. Uh, talked to one of his agents. I think it was, uh, I talked to Ben Dogra. Um, but at any rate, it turns out it was just a, a scope. And, you know, a good question to ask is why now? <laughs> you're like, you're like three, four weeks from training camp. Like, couldn't you have done this anytime? Isn't that the purpose? You're a veteran. Well, you want to miss training camp. Well, yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we saw Scotty Pippen do that with the ball. Though he missed part of the regular season because he was ticked off at Jerry. It Krause is the last, the dance. last dance. This but. is gen- yeah. This is genius. Um, there might be something to do that because JPP always missed the off season, but this will be actually training camp. Um, it turns out that it was one of those deals where they couldn't when they did the MRIs. I remember Richard Williamson, one of them saying, "You have one of them uh, MRIs." Is that how you spell it? I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a true quote, by the way, the late Richard Williamson. Um, and we, uh, and so nothing really showed up that was like, they were really worried about, but when he was, when he was running and working out and doing stuff, he felt discomfort. And I can tell you having had one of these beasts, um, it took me about six months to recover because I'm a wimp, but, um, what they do is they go in there and you have cartilage, you have like shards of cartilage that is 
for lack of a better term, kind of broken off uh, from from the meniscus, and it's uh, sticking into your into your uh, uh, into your tissue, into, into the nerves and stuff. And so it starts to be annoying after a while. And so they go in there and they just shave it down and make it nice and smooth, and uh, you know, and then then you don't have that irritation. And so I think uh, th- that's really what they wanted to do. And th- the thought was, well, we could get into training camp and have to shut them down, and then we do it. Then now you're getting close to the start of the regular season. So, you know, would we have liked to have done it a couple of weeks ago? Yes. But they don't even think necessarily three to four weeks is the recovery time for these guys. They don't think he's really going to miss any training camp. If he does, it won't be much. And for, for that matter, you know, if there's one guy that I would trust, because we saw him do it last year, Remember last year he didn't have a preseason because he mm-hmm. had the cervical fracture. Mm-hmm. Didn't have didn't play for the first week six weeks at all. Like was was not even playing. Practiced about maybe a, maybe about five practices. Oh yeah, and then on his first play he had a sack and went on to have eight and a half and ten games. Mm-hmm. So dude knows how to get the quarterback. Okay, get him on the ground. The quarterback must go down and he must go down hard. And so that's what JPP does. Okay, and he's going to be able to do that. So. You're not going to be that concerned. It'll, it'll give some younger guys uh, some reps that they didn't get, the rookies, some of those dudes. Uh, that's the case, too, with Vita Vea. But Vita Vea, turns out, has a unspecified – I love this term, too. It's unspecified hand injury. Well, somebody specified it. How do they know what to operate on? But he's done something to his hand. And this, this surgery actually occurred a couple of weeks ago before JPPs. We're just finding out about it now. And he is going to miss some time. He's going to miss some time in training camp. Uh, nothing that they think will affect his play in the regular season. And again, you know, um, not, not the best scenario. But isn't, isn't that but, three for three for him now missing some training camp every year? Well, his first rookie year, um, he had the hamstring injury on the first day of pra- or calf injury in the first day of pads and right. he was out. Right. I mean, he missed all the preseason and three games. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say last year, I don't know I that he, he missed, missed some, a lot I thought he last missed some year. training camp time. Maybe not a bunch, but I thought he missed some in training because we were like, here we go again. Yeah, I know he didn't miss any games. Yeah, I don't, um, think, it was, I don't think it was a lot, I, but I think he missed some time during training camp last year, if I recall. Yeah, I could he be might wrong, have, but, Yeah, no, I think, you, I think he tweaked something. I think he might have yeah. missed a practice or maybe in a preseason game or something, but he did play um, you know, all the games, and, and, and he play, boy, he played really well. He played mm-hmm. – I want to say like 71% of the defensive snaps and, you know, um, was just a – I mean, he was the anchor of that run defense, him and Ndamukong Sue, which it helped being next to him. But um, a lot of quarterback hits. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't you know, a great decent, amount, decent amount of tackles. He, and, you know, towards the end of the year, I mean, he was dominant. Also, I think the um, first guy since J.J. Watt to have a sack and a touchdown reception in the same game. Remember he had the touchdown mm-hmm. catch against Atlanta? which was really cool. So he's been an offensive weapon as well. So this this is not, uh, they tell us, something that will linger and affect his play. And uh, he will be back at some point in training camp because this, this occurred a couple weeks ago. But we're just finding out about it now. So I guess, uh, you know, in a couple of days we'll learn somebody else that's had off-season surgery that we didn't know. But this is a time of year when this starts, starts tumbling out and you start finding out, you know, who's not going to be available when they get there on July 28th, but we're still a ways away from that. If in fact they even report on time, um, which is still debatable. So, so yeah, no Vita Vea, no JPP. Um, they're not real deep, 
JPP is the outside linebacker, which got and then you got Shaq Barrett. What a week! What a week for the guys in the front four, right? I mean, they run a three-four, but your outside linebacker Shaq Barrett says that he's about fifty-fifty. We'll know on July fifteenth whether he signs his tender or not, which would be a big deal. Um, and then you know you got obviously Vita Vea and then JPP. Hopefully, nothing happens to Sue between now and then. That's pretty much the whole defensive line, but. Um, they got to start getting some of those guys back. And I, I, I don't sense any warning. Usually I can read the pulse over there at one buck pretty easily. And it doesn't seem either they're really good actors or it doesn't seem like they're, they're, uh, they're very worried. Or maybe they know that the season's not going to start on time. <laughs> that could be it too. Like, oh, who cares? Go have surgery. Somebody asked me that. They go, now is this a, is this a sign to ha- that, that JPP had this surgery that they know that they're not going to start on time? And, I suppose it's possible. I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with that. But I don't think it. I don't think so, because it seems like they're planning on. Because even I mean, three to four weeks. Even if he misses a week or two of training camp, that's not a big deal for JPP. So no, no, because this guy, like I said, he he knows he yeah. knows his job. Mm-hmm. Put your hand in the dirt and go get the quarterback, and you're fine. Okay, so uh, I Mark Topkin. I got to give him credit. Uh, he had the the protocols. Before I saw him from anybody, they're starting to leak out now. Uh, several people had him, but you know, um, baseball came up with a fairly extensive do's and mostly don'ts during this. Uh, it's a hundred plus pages, uh, you know, detailing all the regulations and rules. And well, thank goodness they including... can shower at the stadium now after the game. Yes, that's the big. That was the big one. Yes. Uh, the, those plane rides, you know. Which yes, your 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 seatmate on the plane was greatly appreciates that. Yeah, I'm telling you, boy, um, that would have been rough. And also, although I did kind of dig, I was kind of digging in a, in a Joe Madden kind of way, like the like he would probably say, well, it's like it's like American Legion ball all over again, where you wear your uniform mm-hmm. to the game and then you wear it outside the stadium back to your car. I was kind of digging that a little bit. I wonder um, if they wear their cleats. You know, do they drive in their cleats too. I mean. Well, you got to take the cleats off, yeah. right? Because you're getting stuck in the accelerator. But yeah, you know, I remember working with Bobby Cox back in you know 2005, and he wore cleats every day as a manager. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you what, for your one trip to the mound? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the way they sound. There's not a better sound though, you know, if you play baseball than to hear those cleats on the on mm-hmm. the cement as you're all walking in the stadium. It's pretty cool. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of things, man, and mostly the, what I gathered from this is these guys aren't going to have any fun. <laughs> it's going to be look, baseball is and even talking about myself, I didn't chew tobacco except maybe briefly in Arkansas State, and I hated it, so I didn't do it. Um, for the guys that that dip and chew tobacco, this is tough. It's tough anyway to quit. This is a good time to do it because you're not allowed to do it. So well, they can chew double bubble. Really, can you chew Nicorette? <laughs> I don't know. Is that double bubble maybe was go, okay? I don't know about Nicorette though. Maybe go with a patch. Maybe kind of like the one that the Houston Astros yeah. were wearing. You know, there's a buzz. Kind of lights up. Buzz is like a buzz patch. <laughs> also stops you from needing needing caffeine. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, uh, like, no, I mean, buzz like you know, let you know a off speed pitch is coming instead of a fastball. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. could say that's my Nicorette patch, or yeah. that's my, that's my caffeine patch. No, it's what is it buzzing? I didn't understand that. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know why it's buzzing. It's just there for no no tobacco, um, so you can do double bubble. Uh, they you can shower after games, as you mentioned. Although staggering timing and physical distancing, that's a good thing when you're in the shower. If you ask me, I don't we don't need everybody in there at once now. Um, 
what else we got? Every uh, home run gets a silent treatment. Every home run gets what? The silent treatment. You can't high five and all that stuff. So <laughs> no high fives. No, you can't do that. Um, let's see. We got uh, no no arguing. You can't argue with the umpire. No, because you can't you can't start spitting. I mean, that's what you know when, yep. you, when you talk loudly. Then then the uh, the fluid comes out of your mouth, and you're likely to to pat. No no buffets. This is going to be hard. Because you always have the spread. Remember, you have the communal yeah. food spreads. And then instead of bottles of ketchup, they're going to have the packets. You hate those packets. I think the Maybe weirdest one for the players, team. and you won't see it necessarily on TV because you'll be in a commercial break, but base runners on second base, the inning ends, they have to go back to the dugout to get their own glove and cap and sunglasses if needed. You can't have someone bring it out to you. Unimaginable. Unimaginable. The stress that they'll be under having to run 90 feet. Uh, to a dugout, maybe 120 feet if they're at second. It's just going to yeah. be different. And I saw, I saw, I can't remember who the player was that was talking about some of the differences with no fans in the stands. Yeah. And as a first baseman, for instance, mm-hmm. when the, if a runner mm-hmm. takes off, he says yeah. in the big leagues you don't yell runner or going because he's going because you can't hear. Yeah. They said when you're in the big right. leagues you don't yell that because in, not, you know, a rookie's up the rookie's can't. up there and does and you make fun of them because it's like you know they can't hear you. What are you yelling? Right, you know right. that that's you know right. that's minor league ball, that's college ball, it's high school ball. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be able to. There you so go. the first baseman yeah. can be yelling, you know, going or runner. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. That and, and the pitcher's going to actually be able to hear you this time. So I mean, little things like that are going to change too in the game. The infielders can't can't hang out around the base runners when they're not you know when the time mm-hmm. is out. Um, they're not going to do the traditional exchange of lineup cards. They'll yeah, they be, have an app uh, for that, so I'm sure that'll go yeah. smooth. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get my app. <laughs> you didn't get me. No, that's the wrong card. Uh, no, you bet it out of order. No, that's last night's lineup. Um, I mean, it's just there's it, this thing goes on. Personal equipment pitchers will have their own bag of baseballs mm-hmm. to use in the bullpen. You can't uh, lick and if, your if there's going to yeah. be yeah, right. if there's some instructing like the, the like the pitching coach wants to show you how to hold a ball, he's got to have his own ball. Mm-hmm. The uh, you can't lick your fingers. So the pitchers no. are going to be allowed to have a wet rag in their back pocket that they use to wet their fingers. Yeah, what do you think Gaylord Perry would think of that rule? <laughs> It'd be a lot more I mean, than just look, wet water on that rag. <laughs> I'm saying it looked like he peed himself by the time that uh, that, that that game. Is that, like, is that was water it? in your pants? It'd be like the uh, Franklin, uh, the receiver on the replacements, <laughs> you know, when they put the, yeah, the exactly. stick them on his hands. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Uh, um, dugout expansion. Looking forward to that. Let's see. Uh, you can't sit in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, well, they got extra stands though for that. So if they, you know, if you can't yeah. reconfigure your bullpen, you can sit in the stand. Some of the pitchers may sit in the stands. Here's one that I think is going to be weird and difficult. Everyone but the players have to wear masks at all times in the dugout in the bullpen. So we won't see Kevin Cash's beard or his face apparently all season long. <laughs> is that right? I mean, he's got to wear a mask, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if on the Zoom calls he'll be allowed to take it off for you know, for the media. But like during the games, but when yeah. you see him yeah. on TV, like you'll, who is that mask manager? Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, trips to the plane's bathroom have to be staggered. Yeah, the, to- the toilet's lid closed before flushing, and the next person has to wait That's several right. minutes before going in. I like to have that rule in my house. <laughs> I can't even get that one done here. I got to be honest with you, <laughs> the flushing thing. I'd like to get that rule implemented, uh, you know, uh, among others. Let's see. We got uh, the extra innings. In order to limit those, uh, every half inning after the ninth, we'll start with a runner on second base. Mm-hmm. 
think I saw uh, in the minor leagues, the like seventy-three percent of the games ended like in the tenth inning when they've mm-hmm. experimented with that. So they don't. We they really do don't want to do a long, long games right now. Is what they're trying to avoid. No. No. Of course, the the three minimum batter rule for pitchers is going to be deployed. Um, you mentioned no arguing, no brawling, can't fight each other. Can be a yeah, very friendly so league. I wonder, year. you know, what happens if a pitcher starts uh, taking matters into their own hands? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> and, don't and, go and, out and there. Baseball has said severe punishments for those that fight or yeah. argue. Yeah, it's not just going to be a game or two, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, and they said they're not going to reduce suspensions because it's a shortened season. So that's, I mean, that could be interesting if if you start getting a team that's, you know, say, hey, you're the Astros, and teams start throwing at you because you're the Houston Asterix. You know, it was happening right. in spring training some. You know, if this happens right. in the regular season, you know, what are what what can they do at that point? can't retaliate i mean you can't go out there your pitcher can throw at somebody else i guess yeah. i don't know rain delays for the most part you're going to get suspended games that'll be continued uh mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want uh, teams waiting in the clubhouse for long rain delays players can only show up to the the stadium i think five hours before the game and have to leave within 90 minutes afterwards i think i saw the media has to leave 60 minutes after those that and there'll be limited media covering the game but Six hours before, did you say? The players can only be there five hours before, I believe. Okay. How long can the media be there? Media, I don't know when they can get there, but I, I believe they, they have to leave 60 minutes after the game. And the players have to leave 60 minutes, minutes after the game? Yes, or after the, po- after the postseason or the postgame interviews, I think. so. Wow. I, I think it's 60 minutes after the postgame interviews are done. Man, you got to have to hump. Hump and hump, especially if you're on the road. That mm-hmm. would suck. Although most games are at night and you write running, but I get that, but still. Um, yeah, that's about right. An hour after the locker room is about right, actually. They've got uh, designated isolation areas in the stadium for players or staffers who test positive and plans at home and on the road um, to transport, house, and treat them if, until they're cleared. So you're going to be separated from your, uh, your teammates. Taxi squad we've talked about. Um, Oh, and the just, three uh, the just, three the three batter minimum for pitchers will be in effect as was planned right, for this season. So right. they're they're not delaying that start of that because of you know a shorter and season the DH, and all this. So right? universal DH, DH the National League's going to get the yeah. universal DH for this year. Right, right. I like this one. Okay, so another rule for flights is that except for bathroom breaks, all passengers must stay seated. So if, like, say you used to play a card game once in a while and change seats around, mm-hmm. no, can't do that. Can't do that. So who's your buddy? You better pick your partners, uh, you know, when you get on Wisely. the plane. You better have the right uh, people next to you. The flight attendants will enjoy that rule. Or, or stewardesses, as our friend Chris Torella calls <laughs> <Yes>. them. <laughs> like it's TWA. Um, <laughs> uh, you mentioned the toilet rule, which I'm implementing at home. Bag lunch. Ugh. You'll love that. Your meal, snack, and drink on the team flights. Pretty much no smorgasbord. That's the end of that, right? Going to give you a bag lunch. That's like college. That's the way um, colleges. Or I, when I used to travel with uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, geez, 20, 20, 22 years ago, got yeah. big, got big bags on the, on the team flight, which, which basically they couldn't. Uh, the players, you know, they're not getting paid, of course, and they don't, you know, mm-hmm. so they they feed them. But those bags were so they were full. Of, like you'd have like two subs. 
four pieces of fruit, five bags of chips. I mean, it was, you know, so the players could eat on the plane and take it back to their room for that night. Um, yeah. those, those were loaded down bags, but. We didn't, uh, you know, first of all, we didn't fly in baseball like, like Cincinnati Bearcats did, but, uh, well, this we, was we football, took, not took, baseball, but you know, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, does. we took, we took buses, but we would stop and, um, go to this golden arches room that they used to have uh, with the red sign. I think it was mm-hmm. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I've heard of and it. And we got, uh, back in the day, we got, I think all of like 15 or $20 meal money. That was for the day, by the way. Yep. So I'll never forget the, the best deal we had going was, you know how Jameis Winston had to hook up with the crab legs of Publix or so he thought, well, one of our pitchers, um, I believe it was, what was his name? Oh, uh, Sanquist. Yeah, Rich Rich Sanquist, I think his name was. His wife, he was married in college, which I thought was weird, although now I look back on it, it's not that weird. He was 21 years old. He can do what he wants. But his wife worked at McDonald's. She, she had a part-time job there. And so we were smart enough that before we would hit the road in Jonesboro, we would swing by the McDonald's. And you know how they had the scratch-off games? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the uh, Monopoly scratch off Yeah, the ones that have been rigged for years. Right. Well, yeah, but well, she'd give us like a pile of these things. Like, here you go, and like the whole van would get like a pile of these things, and we'd just sit there and scratch them all off. So free we could fries, out, like, free burgers. Oh free- yeah, like for the next te- for the next six seven hours anyway, we could stop at any McDonald's in the country and eat, eat a full meal. You know, because you put together the drinks, the fries, the Big Macs. You know, when you have that many cards to scratch off, so that was our hookup. And then the hard thing for these guys, which is takes the fun out of travel, um, it would for me anyway, is that when they go to places like Baltimore, you're not going out for crab cakes. If you go to New York, you're mm-hmm. not going out for, for steaks. All your meals, and this is the way it is in the NFL, though those guys can go out if they want to for dinner, but they, they uh, cater all their meals to the hotel in a big ballroom someplace. Mm-hmm. Only these guys, they won't be able to eat together. They'll have to separate and eat, more or less eat alone. But they can't go to a restaurant. They can't go out. They got to stay in this sort of biosphere. Yeah, and only there. people allowed in the rooms are people in the official traveling party, and then your uh, significant other or spouse, or girlfriend, or both. No, that that wasn't on the list that I saw. So, <laughs> what? So what if you had a girlfriend and a and a spouse? No. I mean, I'm just saying, get one at a time, I suppose. It's going to be crazy, man. It's not. It's not going to be baseball as we know it, um, other than what the product, I guess, is on the field. Except when you get to extra innings and things like that. But hey, this is what they're going to do. Can you imagine what football is going to look like if they got a hundred pages for baseball, and they're just playing baseball, folks? Imagine what football is going to be like. All right, so we got this week, boy, uh, uh, just an action-packed week. You don't want to miss a show. I'm just telling you right now, you don't want to miss a podcast this week because we've got the great Mark Topkin on the uh, program tomorrow to talk about these and other things uh, regarding baseball and its startup because practices begin on Wednesday. That's correct. Um, it's already so July. We We're halfway through 2020, by the way, come Wednesday. Thank God. Thank God there's only half of it left. What, what could happen in the next six months that hasn't happened? Don't ask. <laughs> I know. Um, and by the way, I went out, you know, so, so I got the one thing I like to do because I can't get out of the house. I mean, I, there's just nowhere to go. And, and I need to be alone a lot. And so I, I started biking. And the one thing I enjoy is getting up early and the sky is blue. And even though it's hot as hell, usually in the morning by, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, it's kind of nice. And they get cranking on the bike. And I get the blue sky. Well, now... 
Have you seen the Sahara dust? Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks it looks like the atmosphere is a bowl yeah. of dirty milk. Yeah, but this right happens now. every year, and somehow this year it's all of a sudden become a big deal. It doesn't happen every year, not to this extent. Maybe right? not to this extent, but it happens every year. I, every when this when this story started being reported a week or so ago, like meteorologists like Dennis Phillips and everyone's like, this happens every year. I don't know what. what why is this a big I, story? I, well, because the cloud you could see from yeah. space. Apparently, this thing mm-hmm. was so dense and so thick that right. it's going all the way up through the Midwest, or so I'm told. Yeah. Well, I'm noticing it now because I can't see a whole lot of blue sky in the mornings, and that kind of irritates me. But anyway, so we've got Mark Tompkin, and then and then we're going to have the great uh, Tom Jones, my former radio partner, of course, now with the Pointer Institute. So he'll be aboard uh, a couple of days this week. Of course, we'll have your mailbag segment later on. So we got a lot of things and. It's the 4th of July weekend. Don't forget that, right? Celebrated on uh, on Friday. Is that the observed day? I yeah, suppose? I mean, you know, for those working, that's usually the holiday for most companies since the 4th is on right. a Saturday this year. So That'll be great. So big week on the podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. We're here every Monday through Friday. Uh, for Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.